to go here what's going on everyone and i hope you're all doing well wherever you're at welcome to tonight's episode of the xbox roundtable podcast this is show number 201 i'm your host invader and of course it's great to see you all here back again for more txr goodness for tonight's offerings we'll be talking about the battlefield 2042 open beta What did we think of our time with it? Well, hey, we will dive into that. As well, Xbox has announced a bunch of things for its 20th anniversary. Do we like what they've shown off? Well, again, we will, of course, dive into that and much, much more. However, first, let me introduce everyone on the panel. And joining us tonight is an old friend of mine, actually, uh, Lady Foxfire. Welcome to the show. How have you been? I've been doing great. Had a good day. Um, Happy 200 episodes already. This is awesome. I'm glad that you guys are still going, still kicking, still talking games. Uh, I really love listening to you guys, whether it's live or, you know, after the fact. Either way, still a good show. Uh, Hi, everybody. How's it going? Thanks for uh, hanging out in the chat or listening later. I can't wait to talk to these guys about some Battlefield and so on. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad to see that we have one excited fox in the house. Uh, you know, that's a good thing. I'm really hyped for that. Um, yeah, I cannot wait to get your thoughts on that battlefield for sure. Um, definitely lots of stuff to talk about, Foxy, and I can't wait to get your opinion on things. Uh, moving on down the list here, Tim Buddy, what's up? Hey, happy to be here. Uh, nice panel, Foxy. Uh happy to have you i remember i think we did play battlefield together once and i think you killed me i think you kept killing me. um if i recall it was a long time ago but uh nice to have you uh we're gonna have a nice chat today we have a lot of stuff to uh go by and um you know it's gonna be interesting um with the panel uh, to hear what everyone thinks and uh let's get going yeah, you said it well. Uh, moving on here, General MLD pal. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, bud. Hope you're uh, been kicking back, relaxing, and whatnot. How you been? Oh, thank you, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. Uh, yeah, just you know, seeing the family. Was able to sleep in like, like one day a week. You know, being a new dad, that that's actually very, very, very nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Let's see, I want to welcome, yeah, welcome our guest, Lady Foxfire. Looking forward to all the games we're going to talk about today. All the news. It's, it's going to be a good chat. Agreed, agreed. And uh, for everyone that's confused here, uh, me and General MLD, we're from Canada, and it's Thanksgiving weekend here, so uh, no confusion with the American one stateside, uh, just so everyone knows. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't wait for some turkey myself. Uh, Shockley, buddy, moving on over to you. Uh, how you doing? Pretty good. I got lucky enough. I got chosen to be uh, to pick up a uh, Switch OLED next Friday, so... Ooh. <laughs> those are going quick uh but yeah i think i just i think it was uh what was it friday when they went live and uh well not the pre-orders but the uh i guess i just caught best buy when they were had orders up they stayed up for like a good 10 minutes i was surprised i was kind of mad though because the other uh i ordered one at a best buy near me and it said friday but then i was like wait i could have just gone to a best buy just a tiny bit further and it'd be there Wednesday. So I was kind of, I was like, do I cancel it and risk it not being there and try to reorder? I was like, damn it, I guess I'll just wait. But, but I've been playing a Metroid pretty, uh, pretty sweet installment. I 
try not to go too get too far in it because I do want to see that in the its OLED glory. I hear that's like a really good one to use it on. Mm-hmm. Um, seen a lot of people saying it's complaining about it's really hard. Saw a lot of reviews about that. I'm like, have, have you guys never played a Metroid game? There's yeah, like they're they're not easy games. There's yeah, I was like, you definitely didn't play the one that leads into this. Metroid Fusion's not like a cakewalk. So, if anything, that's the masochist, more of the masochist one, uh, in my opinion, out of the the ones before this. So, mm-hmm. it's really not that hard. You just, especially since there's this, that counter and so many any enemies try to counter you. So once you just, it tells you when to counter. It just blinks and you hit the button and you perfectly counter every time. So not hard but yep that's what i've been playing so far but hmm. ready to get into these topics played some of that battlefield beta so we'll get into that soon Ooh, yeah totally pal but uh, uh yeah. i was upset i couldn't take any footage unless you're like had a you know capture card going because from taking i was like wait halo didn't do this and it's coming out later <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff that they were pulling there. We will dive into that very soon, guys. I do have some footage that I did capture with my own capture card, but yeah, that was kind of ridiculous what they were pulling there. Uh, It's like, well, you know, what are you guys trying to hide? But again, we'll dive into that very shortly. Uh, Centurion Pal, uh, you know, how are you doing over there down in Arizona? I am doing well, man. The weather is finally cooling down. I mean, the hair was a little chilly this morning when we opened the windows, so I'm excited for that. But what's even more exciting, man, is it is Sunday night, and it's time for TXR. Sitting here with my second fam. We got a great guest, Lady Foxfire. Once again, it's nice to meet you. I've heard a lot of great things about you over the years. I mean... No matter what podcast you listen to, you hear Lady Foxfire's name mentioned, and it's always positive and good. So uh, I couldn't think of a better way to kind of end the weekend for myself right here. Oh, those are high praises. I like. <laughs> Yo, sent that hey, wasn't the uh... like that. huh? We're still off tomorrow, so you know. Who said what? Said so we're still off tomorrow, so the weekend does have one more day. <laughs> oh well. Wait a minute, who's still off tomorrow? I'm off tomorrow. You have work tomorrow? Uh, well, no, luckily I don't. I actually, for me, uh, m- I actually have Sunday, Mondays off. But uh, everybody else I know, it's like Monday I end up working because everybody I know is um, on pot, I mean, at their own jobs. And so I either will game by myself or I'll just get bored and click on my PC and I'll actually work on uh, one of the websites I have to maintain. Nice. Nice, nice. But, uh, yeah, no, Foxy is definitely, uh, she's been around the block uh, on podcast quite a few times. And uh, Hey, careful how you say that. (laughs) Ah, yes, yes, yes. Not that kind of a block, but, yes, uh, everybody knows the Lady Foxfire. You guys know. (laughs) The gaming hood, if you will, yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, uh, okay, guys, um... Tell you what, why don't we uh, start off by talking about the Battlefield 2042 open beta that's been going on the past week. And a lot of people have been able to test out uh, the conquest mode on the orbital map. I think it's just the one map that they've had. And I've been seeing a wide variety of commentary on this beta. But of course, I'm curious on what the panel's thoughts are. And you know what? To start this off, let's rock out with our Fox out. Foxy, 
I know you're a fan of the Battlefield series. What do you think of uh, the Battlefield uh, 2042 beta? Oh boy, where do I start? Um, it, I was really, really excited. Maybe I should have not hyped myself up for this beta uh, because I had such a great time playing Halo. You know, you were there. We were, we were rocking out on Halo. And that was a really good experience, and I was excited mm -hmm. to get more Halo in. And I'm like, I can't wait. December can't come soon enough. Now I'm just kind of like, you know, uh, side-eyeing the campaign. But I'm still looking forward to the game. The The multiplayer is definitely going to be fun. And then I tried Battlefield. <laughs> and I was so excited about this because, uh, like like Tim Dog mentioned, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I played Battlefield before. I love that game. Uh, I... Uh, it's just nothing but good memories, basically, with a lot of different battlefields. And, um, yeah, this one was pretty bad experience for me. I'm going to say it like that because I know everybody has different experiences with the game. Everybody's played it on different platforms. Now, um, to start off, I'll say I played it on the One X, right? So it was pretty bad for me to the point where I've gotten kicked out a lot of times. Uh, especially within one night, I would have gotten kicked out like maybe eight or eight to ten times in one night, just playing for hours in one night. Ooh. And it really sucks because I want to be, I, I want to jump in there. I want to learn the weapons. I want to learn the map. I want to have fun. Um, <laughs> we all know this is a beta and it's very glitchy, right? And very buggy. That does suck. It's very disappointing. But my experiences were a little bit worse. I, I don't know why, but like there's a lot of issues with uh, the lighting within the game. Either it's too bright or it's too dark. Um, there, there's a lot of glitchy stuff in there. And it took away a little bit of my fun and excitement that I had for the game. So I was looking forward to this. Obviously, I have it pre-ordered and everything. Uh, I even have the, the upgraded version. So when I do get my Series X, I already have the game. I'm ready to go. Um, but yeah, looking at what I, what I went through and then going online and seeing other streams and people going through some of the similar issues, it kind of, it bummed me out a little bit. So I had to lower my expectations for this game, which now I understand why it got delayed. They need to polish it up a little bit more. So hopefully they, they, um, have enough time to deal with some of these issues and, and it comes out next month. And it and it'll play better, you know. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I played on the Xbox Series X, Fox. I I spent quite a few hours with it actually. Um, because again, so these matches that last on conquest mode, they can last for oh yeah, you know, a long, long ass time if you go all the yeah. way. So like, you know, you're talking about what twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, something like that, and. <sighs> Like, I mean, to its credit, with Battlefield, you can do a lot of different things. You know, you can spend a lot of time uh, doing different things, um, you know, yeah. spending time. You could focus a match, like, for, like, almost 20, 30 minutes. You could focus on just doing vehicles, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll see either issues with that or you'll have fun with that, right? Uh, you, you could run around and play another match and just focus on being medic or shooting, sniping. You could have your, your different areas within the game. You could do so much, which is why I love Battlefield, especially Conquest. Um, even though I started off playing Rush a lot mm -hmm. when I used to play Battlefield, playing Conquest is amazing because you could do whatever. It's a giant map. Mm -hmm. And on the One X, it's not as big 
as a map as it is for the Series X, the PS5, and the PC. They have the biggest maps. But we do have a, a big map. It's still the same amount of people that there were in previous battlefields. Mm-hmm. And it's cross-play with PS4. So there's still a lot of people in there. Like, I still ha- I had, I had uh, full matches all the time. But all, all these bugs and issues that I was having, you know, were disappointing deterred me from having like ultimate fun or looking forward to the game like how i originally was mm-hmm. yeah like I, I like i wasn't really sure how to approach this game to be honest with you i mean i do generally like battlefield but uh there's some stuff over the years that have kind of uh, dragged me out of uh the series to be honest um again with my time playing it i did there were a bunch of graphical hiccups that i saw that really kind of took me out of the matches um whether it be like player related or just like the screen tearing all of a sudden granted Mm -hmm. again again this is a beta i don't expect a finished product here by any means i have to give it the benefit of the doubt um but there were a lot of things that kind of just left me going "Eh." like to be honest with you i kind of expect like it looked all right but I, i i don't know i kind of expected a little more polish to it especially since they had a bit longer development time on this particular title. So, yeah. I don't know, I'm just kind of left scratching my head with a few things. Um, yeah, I agree. Especially the fact that they're only focusing on multiplayer. Remember, there's no campaign. So they're just doing mm-hmm. multiplayer. They're just more focusing on the the big, like, bigger maps for the new gen and PC. And then they're kind of, you know, letting the last gen play along as well because it happened with um, Battlefield 4, came out on the 360. That one has zero issues for me when I played it on the 360. And then I saw everybody having issues on the one and the PS4 at the time. And I was like, ooh, that sucks. I'll wait until they fix it, and then I'll upgrade, you know? So I waited, and then I got the uh, Battlefield 4 when they fixed everything on on the Xbox One. And it was awesome. It was one of my favorite Battlefields. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I, I do remember that uh, Battlefield 4 still to this day has a really deep uh, community. Um, that, yeah. that game has a yep. lot of love for sure. Uh, I was playing it before the beta, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Still, still a lot of people in there. Damn, damn. And oh, Jay Rembert in the chat, hit that like button. I like the sounds of that. You know, like uh, like the show, guys. Share it out. Let everybody know that we're live now. Um, Foxy, you bring up some good points here. I'm gonna move over to somebody else who's played the beta. Uh, Eric Shockley, buddy. You said you uh, played a bit of the beta. What are? How did you find it? Yeah, I mean, I had a good time with it. Um, I, I played the hell out of Battlefield 4. I'm kind of salty that uh, I didn't notice when... I don't know what... I still don't know what the cap is, but eventually, when you keep recording videos, Microsoft eventually deletes your stored videos. So if you didn't download them, which at the time when Battlefield was out, I wasn't... I don't even know if their app allowed you to download the videos easily. I think you had to do it through like upload studio and that thing was a mess. Um, but man, I had so many amazing like videos <laughs> of just like crazy uh, shit that happened. But um, yeah, I, I really missed battlefield. I, I started to get hype when battlefield one was coming out and people were like, yeah, this, you know, this looks good. And then call of duty was like getting shit, you know, shit on. 
Um, but then I never really got into Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 5. Um, so it was a lot of us were really hungry. Battlefield fans were hungry once they were like, please go back to modern. <laughs> um, but so I think there's some of that where it's like a breath of fresh air in a sense. Uh, um, so that felt good. But yeah, there's definitely some jank that was going on. I, and you've seen some of the videos uh, where like there's no gun in people's hands or um, I never got to experience some of the crazy ones where like the, I guess the rocket sometimes either fails to launch um, and that explosion happens. I saw that. That was pretty cool. Um, but otherwise, I was having fun with some of the uh, uh, with the vehicles um, and just getting back and. Unfortunately, I didn't have anybody like an actual squad that I was uh, <laughs> running with. So it's that kind of you kind of when you play Battlefield, you definitely want to be like in a squad unless you're planning to just go and do vehicles. That's why I said that's why I try to tell people, I think uh, uh, Ash and Luca and some other people, like mm-hmm. if you're just soloing it, um, like just to get into the beta and like test it out, definitely try to start in, with the vehicles because you can have more fun like roaming around with the tank and just i was there was this one match where i was just shooting like fish into a barrel and was shooting all these uh guys on on foot that kept running in <laughs> and shoot and taking down other tanks is cool so you don't need squads for that to like survive or if you're flying the jet jets are a lot easier to control than uh you'll find in the helicopters um and that's that was actually fun uh to, to watch people because i i remember how terrible like how tough it is to control the helicopters in that game and you're just seeing one after the other helicopter just turning upside down just crashing yes. every like two seconds yes i had a <laughs> I, i'll admit i totally had those moments where I, I just i had to bail out because i'm like how the heck do you control this thing like i just i couldn't for whatever reason yeah they just for some reason like want everything super technical of like how you it's just it's kind of like tapping your head and like rubbing your belly at the same time trying to get down that method whereas when you're flying the jet it's it's pretty easy and obviously anything on the ground's easy um but yeah i mean it's hopefully they just fix a lot of the stuff that's going on hopefully like they said it was just an old build like you know halo was obviously although this one definitely wasn't near as polished as what the halo build was mm-hmm. um but a good thing they delayed it because we're in october so that would be scary if this was <laughs> the beta that we were playing um like weeks before release but i mean it's uh i'm interested to see the sales i don't think the campaign thing is gonna affect anybody because who who buys battlefield who pays 60 dollars for battlefield for the campaign i don't think those people exist um especially battlefield 4's campaign um you're but, right. I mean, you're there for the multiplayer so yeah <laughs> um like I, and it and it's at least in Battlefield 4, even though that, that had way more issues, uh, and that was just more connection issues on Battlefield. I remember it got like totally crapped on for that. But once they start rolling out, they do a great job at like dishing out like content and the maps are supposedly this one that people were playing was like a mid size map, which is crazy because that thing was huge. Um, and I think maybe just my matches because I only got to play it like more in the mornings, so maybe they just weren't as full. Because I was finding it hard to like, wait, that, there's nobody around. <laughs> but you can kind of see on the map where you can. That's the great thing with Battlefield, though, is you can. It helps with those conquest modes because you actually can spawn in 
if someone's already in a helicopter, you can just spawn yeah. in with your yeah. team or spawn in at certain points that you've captured. So, But I am hyped for the deathmatch. That's also a great part of bat- Battlefield because it's a different feel, more of a kind of like a realistic feel with the... Uh, with like some of the gun mechanics, but playing some of the smaller match, basically they take the same conquest maps and then they just shrink them. Uh, so they'll take like a certain area in the conquest map and then that'll be like a team deathmatch uh, area. So those are actually a lot of fun too. So I'm definitely hyped for that. I didn't, uh, I should have, I was just messing around too fun with the, you know, to having too much fun with the vehicles, the uh, attachments, because people, that's what I was hyped about when they first showed off the game back in the summer. But uh Definitely need to try that if they have another beta beta weekend because uh, changing your uh, attachments on the fly, that's going to be pretty sick, uh, especially in some of those conquest matches where you're going from, I need to hit long range with those, uh, I'm trying to think of the, uh, the rifle. I think it's a LF, I can't remember, RFB, I think that's what it is. Um, but you can change the attachments. So if you need to hit long a little bit longer range or, hey, I need to take off this... Uh, with my uh, MTAR machine gun, I need to, you know, hit up close quarters. I don't need any attachments at the end. You can just change it on the fly with like the D pad. So that's pretty sick. They've added that. So I definitely need to give that a whirl. But yeah, definitely give it a try. If they do another weekend, I think it ends this weekend. But well, yeah, uh, I think those that and Halo, those are going to be the. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen anybody talking about the Vanguard beta. At least with Battlefield, even with all the jank. <laughs> With it, people were still like sharing a lot of videos and having fun. But yeah, it still has more hype behind it. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, has there been any in Vanguard? I kind of find that interesting that you do say that. Has there any? Has there any? Has there been any talk of betas or anything of that? Seems like like uh, I think it's Sledgehammer doing it this time. Um, It seems like just that he played it, but. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know when it was. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, just to your point that, um, uh, and just by like, I, you know, I play. I didn't play the Battlefield, but I, I did play the Halo. Uh, and overall consensus is that, like, really, Halo has a shot to really make some inroads here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're not going to overtake anything, but <laughs> they are definitely in a position where I think that they can stand up and you know compete with both call of duty and battlefield and uh i do feel like it's fresh and people are uh really excited about it so uh it's a good thing but you know uh, uh, from what i've gathered i think that your impressions and ladies are pretty spot on um but uh from what i've heard too this is typical of uh you know the betas for battlefield so mm-hmm. probably clean itself up Mm-hmm. Yeah, generally that's what I've been hearing too. Um, I've I've yeah. played past betas for Battlefield, and I think this is the the worst experience I've had. Um, I'm not sure why. Maybe probably because I got kicked out a lot, or because I had a lot of visual issues with my game, whether it be screen tearing, brighter uh, graphics, or dim graphics and i'm just like i can't either see or i don't know what's happening right now and then boom i'm dead uh and then i respawn and it fixes right sometimes uh for the most part uh even when i get revived like let's just say uh i i stay red even though i'm running around and i'm 
back to life you get those little bugs and they're really annoying because you know again you're really excited to play and try it and give feedback and um and then these things like uh in the game happen um another thing i didn't like was uh, the way you throw grenades they completely changed that because they added stuff to the d-pad because you could change your accessories on the fly for your weapons i don't like the way they changed the grenades hopefully i can change the controllers a little bit better because they didn't have that many settings in the beta Hopefully when the full game comes out, I could mess with it a little bit more to my liking. Mm. <laughs> Who was that old lady character model? I was like, this just doesn't fit. She looks like she's like <laughs> yeah. 68. Yeah, exactly. Like that I don't know. Like there's some thing there are some things in the game where I'm just like, huh? Like, yeah, like you said, like that character. I was like, model she has some person. cool like uh I forget which class she was, but I was like, Oh, I kinda want this class, but I was like why do I look like this old granny? I'm Aunt May over here. Yeah, thank you for saying that, Shock, because I, I thought I was, like, the only one that, like, I, I didn't want to say it, but at the same time, I it's, completely like... completely forgot about her, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, because... I, I mean, yeah. no ageism, but this just doesn't fit on a battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, for an attachment, you might need a walking cane, right? So, <laughs> um, but... I don't know. Yeah, I, I had a mixed reaction to the beta. I mean, again, it's just a beta. There's bound to be, uh, you know, some hiccups, of course, happens with all of them. But I, generally, though, I just felt like the Halo Infinite one was just so much smoother. Um, but I guess that's just the maturity of the builds that we've gotten. Uh, General MLD, buddy, uh, did you get a chance to spend any time with the open beta? Oh, actually, I did. I played a little bit uh, last night. Uh, I'm, I'm not really a big Battlefield fan. I mean, like, I beat, I, I actually, I just beat, like, the campaigns on uh, EA Play Game Pass this year, like Battlefield 4, 1, 5, like, just to blow through it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the majority play Battlefield for the multiplayer. But um, I, I came into this with the with the mindset of, I, I'm a first-person shooter fan. I came off the Halo beta, so at least, like, I, I had something to compare it to. And I, I gotta say, like I wasn't, uh, I wasn't having half as much fun playing Battlefield. I mean, uh, bug-wise, like I, when I took, when I was at the top of a building and you're taking the elevator down, that was kind of really buggy. But um, again, like it was mentioned before, like it, it takes a couple buttons to throw a grenade. Like it should be just like it's not like intuitive. It's not right away. That kind of threw me off. Mm -hmm, yeah, I'm a little bit iffy on the specialists. Like I prefer Halo's custom character creation, that kind of stuff. But um, I found myself, I was traveling way too much on, on foot in between firefights. Like, I found myself just running a lot to an objective more than anything. And, yeah, I got some kills in, which was fun. But a lot of the times, I'm running towards objective, I, I just get clipped by somebody else. And then I, I'm forced to just respawn and do all over again. Run for another two minutes towards the objective and, and just rinse and repeat. I, I don't know, I just feel like, oh, I, to be, I feel like I was like... I was just really, I wasn't making a difference. Whereas in Halo, every match, I felt like I was making a difference, if that makes sense. So maybe, maybe the game's not just for me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure people love what it offers, but coming off of uh, Halo Infinite, I just, I just don't see myself spending too much time with this game compared to Halo Infinite. So yeah, but, you definitely uh, have to use this, some of the vehicles to like get, or you can spawn in uh, closer on. You can choose what objective area if you've if your team's captured a certain location right. um but luckily there's a lot more like mongoose like mm. <laughs> vehicles in there where you can just like jump in and go or jump in a vehicle 
someone's already in with your squad that's already headed toward the the objective. But you might like some of the team deathmatch ones because it's like that, but just smaller. And uh, that might be more. But luckily, they have all a ton of different modes. They just didn't have it in this beta for some reason. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think yeah, like the smaller matches might be more my speed. Yeah, I think just just a matter of preference from my point of view. I I, I just yeah I just see myself l- liking the Halo build more, just overall more polish, less bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I made more of an impact. But yeah, th- th- that was my impression. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, Noof Nukem in the chat there. Uh, <laughs> I totally understand, pal. He says I helped the other team's confidence with the uh, KDR kill death ratio. Oh man, <laughs> I totally understand. I was not having the best of luck. <laughs> um, picking off guys let's just say that i mean usually i'm not too bad with shooters i can usually hold my own but oh man uh maybe i don't know maybe the controls threw me off a bit like uh, you guys were saying the grenades and so on like it just i don't mm-hmm. it, it kind of it did kind of throw me off a bit I, I don't know why they tinkered when that uh you know don't fix what's not broken right but uh I don't, again we're still a little ways away from uh release but uh, you know hopefully they t- take all of our all of our uh feedback um and complaints uh let's see here and bring back the boats for the next beta because <laughs> <laughs> i missed that they were in there because oh man those boats especially when you upgrade in like the battlefield 4 and you'd get to the laser guided missiles and you're taking out helicopters that's the best Ooh, yes that actually does sound pretty cool uh centurion pal i don't know if you had a chance to did you get a were you able to play any battlefield beta uh no i did not play the beta one of two for multiple reasons Mm -hmm. uh you know the main reason why but also i've been keeping it to myself because i happen to I happen to have the good fortune of being able to play uh, games with some of the great community members we have, and one of them uh, was under NDA, who went to a private beta, like, I believe, whenever it was, I think it was like a month or so ago, Mm. and he bluntly told me, he's like, they needed to delay that. As soon as I saw the delay, I told him I was... He, I was happy they delayed it because during his uh, during the private beta, he said it was bad and that he, it needed to be delayed. Um, so I kind of was like, yeah, I'm not going to really concentrate too hard on checking it out. And for me, the kind of final nail in that coffin for me on trying out the beta was when I flipped open my phone and I saw everything going down on Twitter um this person logged into the wrong beta and they had to delete it off their console and get the actual beta down the right beta down i I was confused on why there was two betas running around on the consoles but that's beyond me um uh paris came out and said just my two cents but please delay battlefield um everything i've seen has been like a, a mixed hodgepodge of well it's great over here if you can handle this that and the other happening um, I, from what I've heard, a lot of people talking about, there's just bugs and glitches. And after coming down off that high from the halo beta and the polish that it had, and just the environment that you played in, cause I'm going to tell you, I have a little bit of a love hate relationship with, um, battlefield. Um, if we had call of duty, um, basically if I could play call of duty or battlefield, one of those franchises for the rest of my life, I would pick battlefield. I have never been a big fan of how, um, excuse how I'm going to say this, I'm not a big fan of how Call of Duty glorifies war. 
they, Michael Bay, you know, Jerry Brockheimer, explosions, heroes, all this other stuff. My grandfather was a World War II vet, and he showed me pictures of the beaches of Normandy. He has, I am so grateful for everything he showed me about what war truly is. And I feel that the writers for Battlefield touch on those tones m much better than the writers for Call of Duty because they actually can hit the dramatic nature and the, just the horrible nature that war can bring. And that I enjoyed Battlefield 1. I enjoyed Battlefield 5 even more for their campaigns. Um, I know Shockley said who buys the, uh, the Battlefield games for their campaigns. I actually enjoy their campaigns. It's one of my main reasons why I do buy them. But there is the ulterior motive that I do play with my friends. Now, I will say a lot of my friends enjoyed Battlefield 1. And by the time that Battlefield 5 came out, they were kind of burned out on you know, playing in the older generation of war games and they wanted something more modern. So I didn't get much use out of the Battlefield 5 multiplayer. Um, I really hope DICE does fix these issues because we can't forget what happened with uh, Battlefront 2, the Star Wars game. DICE completely botched that. Um, there was massive amounts of microtransactions and everything else that totally hurt the game mechanics. Um, there was also pay to wait, pay to win stuff that was kind of finagled in there. Um, and it really pushed dice back a little bit where they had to go in and kind of rethink how they were going to do the game. I know EA had a big part in that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, one thing, true. yeah, but let's also remember though. So We've already, I've already heard that in a private beta there was issues. I've seen issues in this beta. Everybody wants to give them the benefit of the doubt, and everybody wants to be like, oh, it's just a beta. It's just a beta. And I said this last night on the SHOP podcast. Look, can we remember what happened to Anthem? I remember everybody playing the Anthem beta, and they are going, this can't be the game. This can't be the game. No, there's going to be more to it. It's just a beta. And then the main, the actual game came out, and it was pretty much the beta. Um, I don't know... Like, how about this? Do you think DICE can fix these issues before it comes out? Because, I mean, it's due out very soon. I think, like, what, a month? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah, it doesn't come out in late November. Yeah, yeah. I think right. it's either mid or late November. It was supposed, yeah, yeah it, was, it was delayed a month, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So. So, um, That's where I'm just saying if, if they... I just hope we don't have, like, a cyberpunk situation running around where... If you have the current gen consoles or a really good PC, you're going to be just fine. But if you are playing on some of the older consoles or on a very not up to snuff PC, you could potentially have your game experience uh, hurt, if not broken. And it just, I feel DICE really needs to, their last game, because again, Battlefront, I really feel they need to knock this one out of the park, at least for the Battlefield franchise just because of what happened with Battlefront, and I'm a little concerned. Um, and the one thing we got to also keep in mind is who has the purse strings over at DICE, and that's EA. And this company is very well known for, hey, you keep striking out. We're just going to nix you like some of the other companies that we've put behind us. Um, I really hope that this isn't going to kind of set the tone for DICE and the Battlefield franchise in the long run. Um, I'm very curious with all the the information that's coming out and the fact that they were trying to hide um, the game footage because you couldn't really turn a DVR on uh, DVR on unless you had a capture card. And it, it just I really hope this doesn't create a situation 
like where are we going to see the game potentially delayed even longer or the shareholders going to force this game out like on cyberpunk i don't think anybody wants anything like cyberpunk ever again which is why maybe they gave them a little bit more room instead of mm-hmm. rushing them out the door and still releasing it this month so it, i'm glad that they delayed it a little bit uh hopefully it's enough and it's coming out in november 19 by the way see and I'm going to sit back and wait before I definitely put my money down on Battlefield. Um, I I know there's no campaign right now, so, well, there's not going to be a campaign at all. So that's where I'm not going to probably be a day one person for this game. I'm going to sit back, wait, and see what happens. Because let's look at realistically here. Um, Call of Duty Vanguard is, it, 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 I don't even want to steal someone as a tagline, but it, it is definitely a never was. That people are over the older generation war games. Uh, I, uh, World War II, there's a lot of historical um, stuff there, but there has been World War II Call of Duty already done, World War II Battlefield. There has been multiple, multiple games that all revolve around uh, World War One and World War II. People are kind of just over it at this point. So that game is already being kind of just pushed to the side, except for people who are really diehard Call of Duty fans. But I've heard that game is buggy and glitchy as well. And now we're going to get to Battlefield, which seems to have not as big of bugs and glitches and a little bit more hype going for it. I really feel, though, that people are just going to be over all this by the time December 8th rolls around. And they're just going to go to Halo. And this isn't to basically, you know, champion Xbox or Halo. It just goes to show what, you know, hey, <laughs> DICE got an extra month. 343 got an extra year. And they created a very polished product. They know what they they knew what they wanted to do. And they gave us a very good, clean beta. And that's out in the wild for everybody to know that, hey, what do you want to put down Call of Duty and Battlefield because they've got some work to do and just come over here on Halo and play a game that actually has some polish to it and not as many issues. And I really feel that 343 has a chance to really show the world that they can indeed build an awesome game and have a great community behind it and be able to support the players that love it and I really feel this is going to be an eye-opening experience for a lot of players of multiplayer that are really looking for a good, clean, polished experience that they can just have fun with with their friends. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm to be honest, I think I've mentioned this uh, on previous shows, but I mean, I like betas. I like being able to test it out for free and whatnot. But my issue, well, for the most part, free. But my issue is a lot of these publishers, these uh, game developers, they use it, these betas, as a big marketing push. And it's, you know, a lot of the time nowadays, you know, maybe, you know, going back 10 years ago, betas, you would actually see significant changes to the games before release. But again, like, Battlefield comes out like a, a month from now, maybe like a month and a week or so. You know, how how much tweaking can they really do? You know, does that give them enough time? I really don't know if it is or not, but it just it, it just seems like, you know, they'd be like uh, a little bit crunched, like trying to address, you know, the various feedback from players, you know, all the different data they have from uh, from this test. Personally, I would like to see this game delayed i mean if halo got delayed a year i mean i i wouldn't again like i just i just want to see a nice polished game 
So, like, if they have to delay it, like, again, four or five months, I, I, I wouldn't mind. I'm open to that. Same thing with Call of Duty uh, Vanguard. Uh, but Vanguard mm-hmm. has its own issues entirely. Like, Vanguard, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think, honestly, like, we're starting to see some, you know, some of these titles are long in the tooth. You know, I was actually really happy that Battlefield uh, took an extra year off than it normally does. Um, you know, they took three years of development. Call of Duty, like, honestly, they need to really, uh, you know, put that property on the back burners, maybe see some new IP pump out of these studios. But, of course, they have to uh, go with their shareholders and whatnot. Um, You know, I I really do think, uh, you know, 343 and Xbox, they did the right thing with Halo Infinite by addressing, you know, hey, you know, they need a little more time to cook and whatnot. And, you know, getting that full year really helped the development. And you could even see that in the... And the test flights, again, we've said so on the show the past two weeks. See, like, yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to add to what you were saying. Um, I, you know, I don't care if anybody disagrees, but um, there was more writing on Halo than Battlefield or, or Call of Duty could ever have writing on them. We're talking about a flagpole franchise that supports a console. Call of Duty and Battlefield do not support a console. They need the console's existence for their own existence. So they don't have to worry about having to make that console, like build up that console's reputation. Halo was supposed to launch with the Series X and the Series S around holiday last year, and it didn't. They needed to delay it, and we're all glad that Microsoft did it. And we saw now the fruits of all of 343's labor. And that's where I'm going to say right now to Activision and EA, who the hell are you to believe that you don't need to delay, delay these games just because, um, oh, well, we have a Call of Duty game that comes out every year. We need to make sure we keep up with that. Well, you're going to completely destroy a franchise by doing that. Same with Battlefield. We're going to try to push a game out the gates that doesn't belong out the gates. And they're trying to act like that, you know, oh, we're going to hurt the franchise. We're going to hurt the franchise. You're going to hurt the franchise by putting out crap. If, if, if Microsoft can delay the flagpole franchise Halo that was supposed to launch with its console, then why do they feel that they're too good to delay their game? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they, they don't care. They they think people are just going to buy it anyway and not be informed about this because not everybody does what we do, right? And not everybody's hardcore or anything like that, um, if you call yourself that. Um, so they just want to release it and then worry about the updates later. I mean, this close to release, yeah. all you can really do is what? Like, uh, uh, secure the servers, make sure they don't crash as much. Maybe some bug fixes, but not as much as you want. Like, mm-hmm. it, won't, it won't be a big thing with just so little time to launch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the end, guys, I want... Again, it's not like I want to see these games uh, be glitchy, be buggy. I want to have great experiences with all these titles. I I, I enjoy them for, um, you know, different aspects of what they do bring to gaming. Because, again, I do I do have a genuine love for these titles, whether it be Call of Duty, Battlefield, of course, Halo. Um, but, you know, they, there are aspects where they could do better. I mean, even, again, Halo isn't going to launch with some stuff at launch, unfortunately. But I would say Game that it co-op. does... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And you're right. Yeah. And that, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's a big thing. Uh, but I would say that they've done a better job than what we've been seeing from Call of Duty and Battlefield. I mean, mm-hmm. in my, in my opinion, in my opinion, but uh, nobody gets like a perfect score. 
if you were to ask well, me. We're all everybody still gets hung up on the co-op thing. And I'm not saying that, that that's a negative that people get hung up on it. But I think I've said it here, maybe. But um, let's all remember with Last of Us 2 over on a different console, a game that was supposedly going to have multiplayer had the multiplayer completely removed out of it. People were not in arms about that. Not only that, but the launch of the game was, in my opinion, one of the most botched game releases I've ever seen because a develop supposedly a developer went and leaked the entire campaign on the internet <laughs> just so that way they could get the game to launch so that way they could feed their families just before the COVID-19 pandemic kicked off actually no it was actually in the middle of the beginning of the middle of it when they did that yeah um and that it just kind of shocks me that everybody's completely okay with PlayStation stripping a multiplayer uh, the whole multiplayer out of a game completely and i'm willing to bet a 20 dollar xbox card on the fact that the, when the director's cut of last of us 2 pops up you're probably going to have some multiplayer in there so they're going to finagle away for you to basically pay for something that you should have already gotten in the first place playstation yeah. 5 version yep definitive edition multiplayer <laughs> but you know every you know 343 came out and said well you're getting your co-op but it's going to take three months or it could even happen sooner, but they just said three months within the first, you know, the first quarter of the first season. And that's where I'm like, we have already been told we're going to get this feature. It's not going to be held back. And we all know why this feature is being delayed. And it has to do with the same problems that Call of Duty and um, Battlefield are going through right now. And that's because the older generation of consoles are having some issues and therefore 343 is having to put in a little bit more polish on this co-op because I'm over here on a Series X and I know one of the friends I'm going to be playing with is going to be on an Xbox One S and there is going to be a major disparity between how me and him are going to play the game. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, no, and that's understandable. I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, yeah, again, guys, at the end of the day, like, you know, these are betas. We'll <laughs> we'll definitely find out very soon how these games play uh release again battlefield's not too far away call of duty halo um it's exciting i just again i hope that we get a, a really nice finished product and um i don't as far as battlefield 2042 goes i think i'm personally gonna wait after playing a bit of the beta uh, I'm going to wait for the title, see like just how the content is at launch and just how it runs. But, uh, you know, again, like, you know, I can totally understand why people would be excited for this game. Because, again, when it works, it is a lot of fun. Um, okay, guys, we will move on to our next topic. And you know what, uh, Centurion, since you brought up some PlayStation stuff, I think we will cover some PlayStation news. And it appears that PlayStation boss Jim Ryan is frustrated uh, that uh, with uh, that PlayStation's first-party games are gated to their console model. Now, speaking during a keynote at uh, Game Industry Live, Ryan stated he wants to reach hundreds of millions of players, <clears throat> stating that... I would also like to see a world where the games that we make at PlayStation can be enjoyed by many tens of millions of people, perhaps hundreds of millions of people. Right now, success with the current console model, a really great PlayStation, 
uh, a really great PlayStation hit, you're uh, talking 10 or 20 million people uh, being able to play that game. Now, again, it's an interesting statement here by Jim. Uh, Tim, what do you make of Jim Ryan's comments here? Because it just it seems like he's frustrated with uh, the console model's overall reach now. Yeah, well, so the, his statements sounds awfully familiar to what we've heard from Xbox, right? Um, mm. And the two billion gamers and how, well, they don't have frustration. They're full on going, you know, on with, a, you know, an open, uh, you know, an open, you know, way of delivering games and having people experience games. And I think, let's be honest, I think Xbox is on the right track here you know uh the days of you know of a console sitting below your tv and being the only source of way you could play uh is is archaic it's not the way the world's going right now uh everything is going to have your content on the run where you are where you want to play how you want to play um and and give you that access now that's not only with video games, it's with media, it's with, uh, you know, whatever you want to say, uh, Netflix or any kind of, uh, you know, that, that type of thing. So um, I just think that Jim realizes that there, uh, you know, and that might have been the, the rift that, you know, because Layden was recently on a show, I think it was a PlayStation uh, fans show and he made some comments that were kind of you know like oh well we just wanted to try to get people uh, more people to just recognize our games and he was didn't seem like uh, he was all in on this uh, you know take your game wherever you want to go open up to uh, a, a, you know a new set of players a new set of uh, market where you can, you know, infiltrate. He was kind of, um, kind of on the uh, ideology that, uh, you know, you hear from a lot of PlayStation fans, like, oh, you can only play in one spot, and that's, and that's why we love our system, and and that's why it's better than yours because it's exclusive, and you know, all these like these these arguments made against what Xbox is doing, but. If you look at the, just the way everything's going, Xbox is just following what Netflix is doing, what, what they're all doing, what, whether, you know, you take your media, you take it, you play it, you, you extend off of it, you play it on the plane or you watch it on the plane or you watch it in, you know, uh, you, you know, your, your nephews where you're at. Uh, so, uh, I think that, um, I think that Jim just realizes that, they're way behind uh, in that aspect. And I think he's frustrated because, listen, uh, Xbox <laughs> kind of has this down now. I mean, they've been doing this, and we've been talking about this for now over five years. Mm-hmm. To think about it, that they're not even in, they're not even, they're not even in that infancy. infancy. They're not even full on with the strategy where they're attempting to just, you know, go forth with this. Xbox in 2017, 2018 had this vision and, and they said, okay, we're going to, you know, this is our, our goal. This is what we're gunning for. It took them four years or it's taken them, you know, three, almost four years now to get to the spot that they are. And they still, 
have a lot of work to do. You look at xCloud. Uh, xCloud, uh, you know, they just brought it to the console. Uh, you can play it on the console and beta. You could also uh, now start it to show up in the store where you can actually play the game um, before you buy it and stuff like that. Really cool stuff. And then they have a lot of other stuff that's planned, like basically clicking a link on your Windows computer on a web forum or whatever, or a web page, and uh, you can, you know, access a game, play a game, share a game. Um, and and this is this takes years, <laughs> you know, years of building, years of pushing out. So, um, yeah, I think Jim Jim uh, kind of sees the writing on the wall. Sure, can they keep their, you know, their strategy the way they're going right now and it's going to last uh yeah it'll do well but every year and as time goes on they're going to start to xbox is going to start to eat away at that base and it's a large base but xbox i really feel like they're the the trend they're they're, they're setting the, the the market right now in this with this type of thinking and um I kind of feel like I said, Jim is just trying to catch up or come up with some kind of idea where they can, you know, match or feel comfortable where, you know, they're going to, you know, keep their market, keep their share for the foreseeable future. In my opinion, um, I really feel like Xbox is making inroads on Game Pass, xCloud, and a lot of things that, you know, Sony is not doing, and in the end, you know, let's say like three more years right now, and xCloud has built that further out, and and Game Pass has built that further out, you know, you're going to be looking at two products where you really, you know, you line them up right now, and you can say, you know, it's kind of stark difference, but there will be a gap, I would feel, if, if they don't really get their show on the road, where, you know, Xbox is offering just a ton more things. And, you know, that could really start to hit the casual market and become something where, you know, people identify with and they see. And I think that they're getting there to that point. And I just feel like uh, Jim's smart enough to realize that if they don't start to, you know, get on, you know, that way of thinking of offering your games to different markets to to like Game Pass and stuff like that, um, you know, having their strategy or their model model where it can can compete, um, and like taking your games, you know, uh, like I said with the X Cloud, they they supposedly have a deal with Microsoft that was announced two years ago, but we haven't heard anything since. Like if mm -hmm. they don't start getting the ball rolling on that, uh, I kind of feel like they're gonna, you know, they're setting themselves up. For the future to be in a you know in a not so uh in kind of a, in a bad position so that's that's where I, I kind of feel and i feel like they will start to make moves that you know make them uh where they can make their games more available it just won't be matching what xbox does they won't be crossed by mm. you know who knows what they're going to do with their psn now which seems like uh, they're really confused to what they want to do or, you know, um, but I do think that they'll adopt some things that Xbox do, but they'll also have their own way of doing things. But, you know, uh, I do think that they got to get the show on the road 
if they're gonna if they're gonna go full in on you know the the markets that they haven't touched yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things I'm, uh, that I'm curious that they'll be doing um, because, as you had stated earlier, Tim, uh, Jim Ryan, you know, famously pointed out last year, last summer, no, no less, that uh, you know he stated that subscription models they're not sustainable, and everybody thought that that was kind of silly because, again, Xbox was proving them wrong with Game Pass, um, you know, just with the kind of numbers that they were raking in and just the the overall engagement that players were again playing, downloading these games, games that again, uh, you know, you would think people wouldn't have touched for years because they're older games, uh, some of them. But, you know, these games are getting a lot of, uh, you know, uh, traction again, uh, just because that they're available to download instantly. You know, it's amazing um, what happens when players are giving just given just, uh, you know, uh, an a la carte kind of uh, situation where it's like, oh, OK, I get this like this game, this game, this game is just all ready to go in this one service. Um I'm just I'm very curious to see if they will adopt that uh, like Game Pass subscription model. It's interesting too, like uh, Dave David uh, Jaffe, the uh, Twisted Metal uh, developer, he'd stated a few months back that he got a tip that Sony is working on some kind of a counterpunch to uh, Game Pass. I'm kind of wondering what that means. Maybe they will develop their own Game Pass uh, like model. Um, but it just seems like Xbox is, or was very ahead of the game when it, when it, again, when it comes to, uh, this, you know, this subscription service, uh, Foxy, I know that, uh, you like playing, you know, on the various systems too. I mean, again, I'm a PlayStation five owner. I want to see, you know, lots of competition in the space. Um, what are your thoughts on Jim Ryan's comments here? Um, you know, about, you know, being frustrated about the console model. Um, do you think PlayStation will uh, will grow into like you know, again the subscription space like Xbox? Well, you know it's coming little mm. by little. We were we were talking. You and I were talking about uh, mm. PlayStation now before we even went live, and how like it's it's still going. The fact that they haven't gave up on it says a lot. And I think eventually they will keep adding to it. And who knows, maybe that counter to Game Pass is going to be PlayStation Now, but revamped and uh, with more content. Because, wow, is it hard to believe that giving gamers options and access to play games they didn't have access to will actually sell your console, will actually show interest, and who knows, they might go to the actual store, digital or physical, whatever, and pick up that game themselves to support the developer. And to want uh, a new version of the game, whether it's a part two, whether it's a series, whether it's a multiplayer version. I mean, um, he mentioned, um, what was it, the the Last of Us 2 multiplayer stuff. And everybody's still talking about that to this day because <laughs> they want more. Yeah. So the fact that PlayStation's putting out content that people want, they should listen to the feedback. The fact that Game Pass is doing so well, they need to listen to the feedback, put two and two together... You know, make an awesome uh, service for uh, PlayStation gamers. Uh, I know that they're still adding stuff to PlayStation now, little by little. They they should do PlayStation 5 content on there. Even if it's not day and date, it, that would be amazing. <laughs> Even if it's not date and date, at least, you know, a couple months right after it's launched. 
it's fine. Like, the true fans will buy it day one, of course, or within the month that it's out. And everybody's talking about it. Everybody's excited about, oh, my God, Ratchet and Clank was awesome. Spider-Man's awesome. They're working on part two. People will go and buy these games. But if you give them access to it in PlayStation Now, then you have more gamers right there. It's just simple as that. Plus, PlayStation Now is on PC. That's more gamers right there, too. Like, I, I don't understand why it's so baffling. And, um, you know, I hear what they're saying, but at the same time, they need to hear what we're saying and what the gamers really want. And that's t- to have access to these games. And once you do that, that's where the money comes flowing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really need See, to... Like... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. See, that's the thing, though, that I noticed. Um, I'm getting some feedback. Uh, but, no, that's the thing that I noticed is that the PlayStation fan kind of is not open to like they like, just, like, at least on Twitter, a lot of them are like, I just want to play in one place, and I just don't want this. I don't want any other devices involved, and that's that's you know that's making it not exclusive to me in my experience. So like I do think that they do get kickback from their fans in that way, um, or like the, you know they, some some of them famously said dedicated console. Like I just want a dedicated console. I don't want anything else. Um, which to to me and you, lady, I agree. It sounds silly, but. There is a segment of people, or there are a lot of PlayStation fans, that they don't want it. They want everything exclusive, including the where they play. You know what I mean? So uh, I do think I, that I, I hear you, and I know a lot of people that are like that, but not all gamers are like that. Not all PlayStation fans are like that. I know there's, uh, we know a couple of fanboys that are like that, but they're, yes. they need to stop listening to them and, and listen to the giant casuals they have on ps4 still who haven't bought a ps5 yet correct i i agree with you and and you said that well but i do think that that's why maybe they're so in this it seems like jim jim sounds like in a quagmire like where they don't they don't know where to step forward they in my opinion they have to agree i think i think that they they are in position to just go full ahead and say hey you know, uh, adopt some of these. Uh, you know, uh, you know this, 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 what Xbox is doing. Doing, you know, possibly. yeah, little by little. They don't have to completely be copy paste Game Pass tomorrow. They should they then later, right? Does it have to be day and day? Like, so I agree. I I don't understand why they're so hesitant, though. It it just seems so obvious. Like the the gaming industry is going that way. The positive articles about Game Pass keep flowing. I think they're very traditionalist, kind of like Nintendo, where they feel like the, the they want their gamers to to experience their content through their console first and foremost. Like I feel like if they make PS Now too good, because it's also on PC, then people will just use it on PC and not buy a PS5 console. Whereas I think Xbox, they've long since rem- removed themselves from that. Like of course they want you to get a console, but it's not the only way to get their content. But I think Sony, they're still getting there little by little. But I think at the moment, they're still they still want you to to buy their console to play their content. Otherwise, they they're scared everyone will just make a mass exodus to PC if and play PS Now because all the games are just there. I mean, that's my personal theory. I think it's, you guys you guys said it right. 
they're, they're getting there, but they're moving at their own little pace, like little by little. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could hop in here with something that'll probably set fire. Go for it. Jim Ryan, Ryan and Jim Ryan and them don't want to be in gaming anymore. If you listen to anything he said Ooh. in his entire conversation, he did not refer to that platform as a gaming platform. He referred to it as an entertainment platform. Something I have been saying for a very long time. He kept re he kept comparing himself to the movie, television, and music industry. He kept like I'm, and he's like, "Well, we create these beautiful cinematic experiences. That's what Sony's going to give you. They're not going to give you games." You're going to give you cinematic experiences, things that are related to the movie industry and the television industry. Um, that is what he wants. He wants to basically create a platform that is synonymous with the entertainment industry. If you want to know the direction that PS Now will probably take, they are probably going to eventually create a digital subscription service that would basically bring games, movies, and any television shows that are made under the Sony Productions banner, and you will pay a fee to have access to this content, whether you want to play some of their great first-party games, whether you want to see some of the stuff like the movie Venom, Spider-Man, and other t other um, titles that are tied to um, Sony Productions, at least their entertainment division. Jim Ryan wants his his brand, his console, or whatever you want to call it, to be associated with film and television. And I actually kind of chuckled at some of his comments in this interview, especially when it came down to, oh yeah, I remember when we were first getting started, we had barely any money, and we were we were just trying to figure out how to buy you know, furniture. And we decided to go to Ikea, Ikea which <laughs> Ikea. is one of the most expensive furniture stores you could probably think of off the top of your head. And then we couldn't, we didn't want to really assemble our own furniture. So we had to scrape up money to hire somebody to build our furniture. When I let my wife listen to that, she gave me the look and she's like, who is that talking? I'm like, that's the guy running PlayStation. And she's like, he sounds like a real snob. <laughs> and, that is, and my wife does not my wife is not involved in gaming like I am and she took that just from the statements that she was hearing because I was watching the interview and that's she's why like, I kind of chucked yeah <laughs> she's like what I mean, the like, hell? that was her first interaction with Jim Ryan she's like who's the snob on television that that that's the guy that runs PlayStation and I mean like she even chuckled at the fact that they they felt that they were too good to assemble their own desks so hmm. I, that, I, that's I mean, I had a good I'm not trying to drag like I love my PlayStation. I love the games it comes out with. I even bought Deathloop. I'm going to get Kenna when I'm done with Deathloop. Mm -hmm. I love the game. But let's look at this. Object Kenna is not a first party game. That is something that they threw money at Deathloop. That's something they threw money at. Anything mm -hmm. that comes out first party wise is going to be uh, an entertainment based experience where you're going to sit, play for a little bit. Get to a cutscene, put the controller down, go get a sandwich, um, grab some popcorn, drink a soda, and then get through the cutscene, play a little bit more of a game, and then repeat the process. Uh, possibly push some boxes, over the shoulder, third part, uh, third person perspective. Um, it, it seems like they have found their niche in gaming and they are going to basically beat that niche into the ground meanwhile if we look at how phil spencer talks about games for starters he has no problem calling xbox a gaming platform he he likes bring oh we just want to let our developers be creative and artistic and have flexibility no you go to playstation we want cinematic experiences we want it related to something in entertainment they're even trying to push um twisted metal 
into a television show. It seems that they, for some reason, have their eyes on the silver screen and they will not take their eyes off it. Mm-hmm. That's a very yeah. good theory. I could see them doing that, like doing their TVs and movies and games all in one subscription service. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they that is one, if you want me to be truthful, that is one of Sony's strong suits is they are a movie company. They have a lot of experience in creating really great movies and 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 things that revolve around that universe. And that's where I've always felt that that is where the two brands are going to officially diverge. You're going to have PlayStation over here doing movies and entertainment, and you're going to have Xbox over here with flexibility and creativity. Yeah, as soon as you said uh, entertainment and stuff, I was thinking about how they just bought Crunchyroll recently. So I can see them putting some anime and stuff in uh, PlayStation now. Mm -hmm. And I totally spaced it. Yeah, they bought Crunchyroll, an anime platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, it's that, interesting. Yeah, now that I think about it, uh, Centurion, maybe your wife we should get on the show sometime. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that would be the day right there. You got. She would probably be. <laughs> she, my wife plays Sims Four, and um, she'll play Sea of Thieves with me. But definitely, she doesn't get as deep into gaming as I do. <laughs> it's alright. You can tell her I I said that. Um. Uh, Shockley, buddy, uh, do you have any comments on uh, what Jim Ryan said? Yep, the whole slate, man, it's coming. So, (laughs) I think that definitely, I think there's going to eventually, they're going to get to day and date PC, at least. um, Because he needs to get those numbers up. And you can see just from when they've released some of those games, like on PC, how they've sold. And a lot of those PC and they probably have the numbers on it where, you know, a lot of those PC gamers, like they're not losing sales, they're getting new customers. So why hold out on getting money that you could get today? <laughs> so then you, and you still got the, you know, console market pretty well locked down. So as you know, as we can see, like, in, especially in the European market and they're still dominating the North American market. So I mean, you're not really losing out. So, but as far as yeah, the subscription model, um, I think they're just they're just watching. I think they're watching Microsoft very closely because um, they know if Microsoft. And I've told this to so many people, and they just think it's nuts. Um, but they're not going to if if Game Pass, which has already been successful, but if it gets to a point where it's like like we're thinking like where it was eventually going to is just imagine when Starfield comes out and when, when all their studios are just like one after the other dropping games consistently. I mean, you're going to get to a point where you're, they're probably pushing, you know, upwards closer to similar PSN numbers of subscribers of like, you know, closer to 40 million. So if they're getting that or even beyond that, just imagine they're not going to just sit by and like, Oh, Microsoft's like, making all this money yeah we don't want to do that though because we're just traditionalists and you know you we you have to buy our console and you have to buy our game at 60 dollars. no they're going to see that money and they're like they're basically going to be like the bully they're like well microsoft's just taking that money no we can't just let them just take the money for free (laughs) or you know just be there by themselves and just own that subscription market they're gonna try to take some of that cash so 
they're gonna sniff out the money. Sony's really good about that, so <laughs> they're not just gonna let them just uh, you know eat at their lunch table. They're gonna come over and try to you know <laughs> be a bully, uh, you know, to Xbox. So, um, but I mean, it's it, so if it's successful for Microsoft, they're not gonna just let it, you know, go by and not like like they did with the subscription model with the when Microsoft was using like the Xbox Live. They weren't just gonna like hey, we're our, our PSN's free for, you know, for the gamers. Oh, wait, you know, we got to find a way because our service, at least at the time, isn't as good, but we got to find a way to shoehorn, you know, Trojan horse it in there because people aren't going to pay us $50 for our service, especially after 20, you know, what just happened in 2011. Oh, yeah. Let's make this PS Plus and we'll give you like uh, games that are a little bit, you know, not super new but they're not old um and we'll give you some other perks cool you got all you guys like that okay cool um and then eventually when 2013 happens hey guess what now you have to do the ps plus and people and a lot of their fans were like oh yeah you know i already subscribed to it anyway so hey it's no problem so and then they got people that just so people that think that hey microsoft's the reason why you're paying for online no Sony would have found a way about that. Otherwise, they would have just done it. <laughs> they had to make a whole PS Plus and give you kind of a value added to like make it, you know, worthwhile. <laughs> they could because at the time they couldn't just be like, "Yeah, ours is fifty bucks too for a year," because <laughs> people wouldn't have gone for that. So, especially you, ha- what had just happened in that time frame. So, like they're gonna sniff out money. So it's, but. It, it's just going to be a longer process with them because obviously in, in Microsoft's playing that long game where they're yeah seeing how it goes as well. So people are like worrying about like every week there's like a, th- a therapy session about Game Pass. It's It can't be sustainable. Like every week there's a <laughs> Twitter space oh, yeah. about it. And yeah. I'm like, but, but why do you care? Because what do you because they're like, well, then if 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 they don't make money, then they're going to shut down all their studios and like, no, if it's, if they can't make it work, you know what they do? They just go back to the old ways of doing it. And they have all these studios and they can just be like, Hey, buy our console. If you want to play elder schools. And that's a pretty big incentive. So like they can just go back the traditional way and they have all these studios with huge marquee exclusives from the, you know, franchises in the gaming industry. Like, that they'd be okay. They figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Too, I, too many no, people worried about a two trillion dollar company's bottom line. Well, yeah. I mean, just enjoy the ride. <laughs> I'm curious on how everybody keeps saying that it's unsustainable, and they and they bring up and they Netflix. have no numbers. They have no numbers, and then they try to compare it to Netflix, which is a subscription model that has no digital storefront, and they don't sell really any of the content that comes that is in that that service outside of that service. Meanwhile, Microsoft had like if we're just going to talk Xbox, Xbox has a digital storefront. They sell those games digitally. They sell some. I've got physical copies of the games uh, that are in Game Pass here in my own home. Those games are available outside of that subscription service. There is multiple facets of revenue that Xbox can use to create money sources to help sustain what Game Pass is trying to build. 
world. And every time anybody brings a Netflix model out with me, it's like, please be quiet. There is nothing that Netflix has that can compare to what micro Xbox is doing because Netflix is Netflix. I mean, other than I could, the only movies or television show that I could think of that I could buy physically from Netflix was stranger things. And I actually have the first two seasons here on Blu-ray. Um, and I think that was just because of the inherent success that stranger things had. And now all of a sudden we see what Netflix did with that. They had stranger things, video games, stranger things, toys. They figured out how to diversify their franchises to make a little bit of extra money. Something that Microsoft has been doing for years and they're just now getting to their subscription service. So that's, I just don't feel there's any comparison anymore between Game Pass and Netflix. We're just trying to basically compare a subscription service to a subscription service when they're not alike in any way. It, it's what Matt Piscopella, uh, I think I'm saying his name right, um, yep. had said. Stop looking at Game Pass as like this huge like like debt. Is it is it sustainable? You know, and look at it as it a growth driver for the platform. So it's you know it being there is putting in growth where your eco, your ecosystem is getting big you know building with more players so you have more people in your ecosystem well now that I'm in it because Game Pass keeps me wanting to log in because there's more games there and I'll check out when Last of Us three or whatever comes out you know every so often I'll jump on my PS five but other than that let me just stay locked into Game Pass because they keep giving me all these games you know, what seemingly that feel for free and with these cool quick resume features where I can jump in and out of games, you know, <laughs> so quickly. Let me just stay in here and I'm spending all my money and buying all my third party and whatever games and spending all my money here. And sure, I'll buy, you know, a, a couple first party exclusives throughout the year on my PS5. That's kind of how I'm using the consoles. And that's what they want. They want you spending your money on their peripherals. They come out with a new controller every month. Again, I don't know why people get like, hey, what you like, I saw that comment when you saw that awesome looking controller uh, for the 20th anniversary come out. And people are like, yeah. again, you saw comments galore, galore of people saying, oh my God, you have more, you have more controllers than games. I'm like, I, I, don't, under I don't understand how that's a problem. That should be the case. Uh, printing plastic is as uh, a shorter, um, you know, you know, downtime than, you know, making a game. <laughs> so those aren't the naughty dogs, not making PS4 or PS5 DualSense controllers like these aren't one in the same. So, I mean, you should be if see it's comments like that is the reason why we only got what we got black, white and Ron Burgundy. That's all I got on my PS5. <laughs> That's the choices I got. That's why, because comments like that, you're not criticizing Sony. Hey, can we get one extra actual color? No, you're like making fun of Microsoft for making awesome different <laughs> controllers and giving you a variety to choose from. And the games are coming. So they already told you all the games that are in development. So it's not like they're not doing both. Mm -hmm. See, oh, we're all worried about... <laughs> We're all worried about Microsoft's bottom line when it comes to their revenue, even though that doesn't affect us at all. 
But we're not up in arms over the fact that Sony has some of the most lax cybersecurity I've ever seen in a company its size. I've personally been hacked. They've had one of the most egregious hack jobs ever in gaming occur in 2011. And, and, and to also cover their own butt, the Sony created one of the worst consumer return policies or basically protections for themselves, not the consumer, that if any fraudulent charges are ever made on your account, you're still liable for them because you didn't, air quotation marks, properly secure your credentials to where you wouldn't be able to get hacked, even though when I was hacked, they were able to bypass every security feature that they had put in place and Sony was complete. They're like, I don't know how they did it. Well, you need to be. Can you please send us some receipts to prove us that prove to us that this is your account? And it's like, dude, the account was created in Arizona, and right now the account is assigned in Saudi Arabia. What's your first red flag on that situation? But please don't worry. Let me go get some receipts to prove to you that this is my account. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Centurion. <laughs> I, well, that's what people always ask. Like, why do I have a like? I don't hate PlayStation. I just hate the things that go on behind the scenes when it comes to like the, how the company conducts itself. I think the PlayStation is a great product. I think the games they make are great, but the people in charge are out of their damn mind. I mean, it is 2021. Get your cybersecurity together. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, just to basically wrap up this conversation. Uh... I, again, we, we should see soon, like, how Sony's going to approach uh, their own ecosystem, like, with uh, further improvements, and, again, how they combat Game Pass, like, with their own, I would assume, subscription service in the near future. Uh, again, they are doing a lot of good things. Obviously, they are selling a lot of consoles, and they do have quite a few good games out of their own, but, yeah, I think they're looking down the line and seeing that, Again, this model would be probably profitable for them down the line. So um, they are definitely not going to ignore that. Um, I don't know. MLD, do you have uh, anything else to add to this? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like the back and forth here is great. Pretty much all points are covered. I just wanted to just put in my own two cents here that in regards to the non-sustainable uh, argument, people keep only, only looking at Xbox like the console brand because... All their games are also on Steam, Windows Store, Minecraft is multiplat still raking in hundreds of millions of dollars. They own Azure, so server costs are low. Like I th I think if anyone can make this kind of thing sustainable, it's Xbox and Microsoft as a whole backing them because they got all this stuff going on, this additional revenue stream beyond Game Pass. But going back to the initial Jim Ryan thing, I just like how he's just validating Xbox's approach. Like the closed ecosystem approach is just it's gonna it's it's more and more dated every year. That's why they're going into the PC port business. I mean, they're doing it rather slowly, a little half-assed compared to Xbox because there's no cross-buy, no cross-save, but they're doing it. And then like it's just <laughs> you see online the fans like, are again. The, I'm talking about the, the the minority fanboys. Like we're talking about the the, the loud minority. Like they're they're shifting goalposts. They they just can't admit that. They're following Xbox's lead. The Xbox was kind of first to see this market change, and now they're, Sony's now like planning to do what Xbox has been doing for years. Because you can't do this stuff overnight, that's for sure. Because like XCloud, it just recently became available in Brazil, Japan, Mexico. Like this stuff takes time. And again, like 
like and they they own azure like like they, this is their in-house stuff and even then it's taking years it's not just like a light switch you know so in the end i just think that like the bigger cloud gaming is going to get sony's eventually going to do that like how xcloud is doing but in the end i think their lack of vision is going to be their undoing because the bigger their expansion gets that's just more money in Microsoft's pocket because, again, Sony is also using Azure. So I find that kind of a little bit of poetic justice there. So uh, I guess we'll see what, what they do in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said, MLD. Uh, love your points there. Um, yeah, I guess we'll uh, find out soon what they have cooking up behind the scenes. Um, again, I do really enjoy competition between these different companies. and They push each other. So, again, I, I, I'm very curious to see what they have going on there. Uh, let's see in the chat. We have 108 Dragons TV. Lemon, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for checking out the show. Uh, he gave us a $2 and $5 super chat. Centurion is on fire. What's good, TXR? Awesome panel. Thank you, buddy. And he also says, Foxy Fox in the building. Love this show. Thank you, buddy. Always Thanks, appreciated. Bro. Right, Foxy? You're getting all the love yeah, tonight. Yeah, he's awesome. What's up, Lemon? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Lemon in the house, always a party with Lemon around. Uh, definitely check out his channel, fellas. Um, okay, guys, we will uh, move on to some other news. And earlier this week, Xbox revealed some new accessories to celebrate its 20th anniversary. We got a new controller, a headset, and some other merchandise. Uh, MLD, bud, I'll uh, stick with you on this one. What do you think of all the new stuff announced? Are you uh, planning on pre-ordering, getting any of it? Oh, I just want to say, uh, I, I this is Xbox in their element. I think they're the best, uh, the best brand for uh, marketing for, uh, for for merch, like like Beyond Gaming merch, that kind of stuff. Because you got the 20th anniversary controller, you got the headset, you got the shoes, you got the shirt. But this is just coming off of like recently, we we're getting a custom Halo uh, 117 uh, Elite 2 controller. We're getting a custom Halo Xbox. Like they're doing all these things, to like you know, to let fans express themselves, that kind of stuff, like for collectors. So I mean, hey, like this, this, you can't really say anything negative about about this. Like if you want to give fans the, you want to power fans, you know, collect, show off their passion for Xbox. Hey, more power to us, and more power to them for giving us that opportunity. So I, I personally, I the 20th anniversary one looks nice, but I have my heart set on the. Uh, the Elite 2 uh, Spartan 117 controller and the Xbox console. That That is what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm not the kind of guy who has, like, 10 controllers in their house. I mean, hey, hey th those who do, hey, great for you. But uh, I'm a little more picky, so I I'm just going to get that one. But, uh, no, it it's good because I think it's – I hope it's building up to something in November, like their 20th anniversary. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just they're doing the little things. They're getting those out of the way right now. And they're just gonna do some kind of like some kind of blowout or even some kind of press release on the 20th anniversary, because like I've been seeing on Twitter, um, it, it was rumored that they're gonna be adding some. Uh, they've been stockpiling some uh, backwards compatibility add-ons, like some OG Xbox and 360 games that they might be adding uh, more to that in November to mark you know like the heritage of Xbox and how or how far they've come, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. So. I, I'm thinking that there's doing all this stuff, you know, just the little things right now. But I think it's going to build to something uh, a little more uh, exciting, like actual gaming, gaming wise, uh, that fans can sink their te teeth into uh, on the actual 20th anniversary. So, hey, on the end, yeah, uh, 
they should give more. I'm glad they are. Give us options. Uh, who, who can complain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like. Admittedly, I was holding off on controllers because it's very easy to uh, to rack up the controllers. I know a lot of people enjoy collecting them, um, but I, I had to throw down a pre-order on that uh, translucent uh, controller, the 20th anniversary controller there. I, I, I like the look of it. It's got some nice green accents on it. Uh, I, I just, you know, I had to grab it. So I'm glad I was lucky enough to pick one up there. And it also comes with a dynamic theme, a unique dynamic theme, which is pretty cool. I don't think a lot of people uh, know about that. It was just kind of a little right. tidbit. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that, that's cool. I mean, it would be be nice if it was just available to everybody. But uh, either way, it's, uh, you know, that's a nice little uh, thing that comes with it. Um, the headset as well, it has like translucent side dials on it. Looks uh, kind of neat uh, with the green accents on the boom mic. I think that one's wired, though, only. Uh, yeah, it's wired. So, that I mean, that's the downside of it. Um, but, I don't know, it, look, it looks uh, kind of sharp, too. Um, again, there's some other stuff available on the Xbox shop, shop like the, uh, different anniversary shirts, hats, even yeah. Razer. Uh, Razer announced a limited edition anniversary charging stand. Uh, I... You know, it looks pretty cool. And then we also have shoes. I wasn't expecting this. Adidas has uh, these uh, throwback green shoes. It, eh, it kind of makes me want to pick them up, to be honest with you. I'm not a big uh, shoe guy, but oh, <laughs> looks great. No, hey, it's true. It looks, uh, you looks don't have cool. a giant shoe collection like Aaron? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, my my closet can only fit so many uh, so many mm. shoes. What can I say? True, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> Foxy, uh, what do you think about this? Did you uh, are you interested in uh, nabbing any of the Xbox merch that they announced? Uh, yeah, kinda. Okay, I've I've been looking into it a little bit more because um, well, at first I only saw everybody talking about the controller, and I was like, wow, this looks badass. I like it a lot. I know that they showed off like the Forza controller. Uh, a couple months ago, right? And yeah. it was translucent, and I was like, "That's cool," but I don't like all the other colors on top. It was like too much, right? And I know a couple people in the community that liked it anyway. And I was like, "If they do a different translucent, I'll probably get that." And as soon as I saw this, I was like, "Oh man, I have to pick that up." I haven't bought a new controller in a while, so I'm definitely gonna get that new controller. It looks awesome. Uh, not the headset. And who knows, maybe I'll get a hoodie or something like that. I believe they have shirts and hoodies and hats or something like that. But um, yeah, it looks really, really cool. Uh, I'm a fan of Adidas shoes, but I don't like the color scheme on these. Uh, You definitely got to have that collector mindset uh, to get these, I I think. But uh, who knows, maybe some regular uh, like everyday gamers will pick them up too. Well, earlier today uh, but... I saw a version with uh, just uh, like it was kind of more of an Xbox 360 uh, theme with the white. So I gotta I gotta check that out. Yeah, maybe send me a link or something. It's a, it's a different but, uh, style, but yeah, definitely. Oh, I love the 360 look. But um, yeah, I'll check those out. I just uh, the the green on those uh, Adidas, specifically the ones that, that people were talking about recently, is very vibrant. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> they almost look like they glow in the dark or something. What but can yeah, I say? It's, it's I'm cool. a big green uh, fan. <laughs> <laughs> You're bleeding green. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's cool that they're doing that for the fans. Uh, I'm more interested in in what they're going to do upcoming here in the and on November and what else they got to like, you know, show off or maybe do a little stream or a little event. 
looking back at all the other awesome things they've done in the past, in the 20 years uh, that they've been doing stuff and innovating. So uh, I'm more looking forward to that and I'm more interested in in Halo and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. more so than the merch. Yeah, yeah, very true. And just to like go to what MLD was saying too, I, it it does seem like they've been hinting at uh, you know announcing some backwards compatible titles. I think I've seen mm. some uh, leak going on there, which would make sense, nice. right? Uh, yeah. th- you know, three hundred and sixty uh, original Xbox. Actually, I would love to see some more original Xbox titles on there. I think it'd be very yeah. fitting. They've been quiet they need for a some while. Love on there, yeah. So, oh, yeah, like, I, I read that. Um, some I don't know if you guys played it, but Advent Rising that was like one of the, the, the bigger Xbox OG Xbox game releases. They say that might be one of the games that are dropping. So, I'm looking forward to playing that too, if that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool to like okay, you have that, and again, maybe one of the uh, the titles that they already like previously announced, like uh, Fable or something. Like, have something there to, like, maybe show some gameplay of, you know, okay, you have the the old with, like, again, the backwards compatible games, and then the new with, like, again, uh, show off new Fable gameplay, or even Avowed, right, or something, like, or Hellblade 2, just, you know, a little taste of something. I'm not, not like, a full-blown, like, showcase or anything, but just a little sample of something, right? Yeah, I agree. Do you guys know the actual date of the 20th anniversary? November 15, I believe. That's right. That's right. Okay. Oh, that's not too far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can use your, uh, make sure if you have those Microsoft rewards, you can use, that's what I did to get that controller. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. That's, yeah. That's a clever way right there to do it. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, Shockley, uh, you, yeah, you pre-ordered it with, uh, your rewards if I'm correct. Right. Yeah. I was kind of upset because. Because I know you showed me that picture, and I'm like, because I understand that the uh, the the console and the Halo console and the uh, the Halo Elite, I think those went quick. I don't think you can even pre-order them now. They went so quick. So yeah, I was like, I, they restocked I, or something. I didn't think this would, but I was like, I don't know how limited they were going to make it, or if like they were going to make it like just through this holiday, like, and you know, I don't. Because whenever you think of like a 20th anniversary, I don't think they're going to just like keep making this controller like past, I don't know, yeah. past the holiday, past the anniversary. Right. <laughs> I'm like, shit, is this going to be limited? And and just like people, you know, scalping this shit. So because I saw you post it for the Canada Best Buy and they don't like ship here. Mm-hmm. I was like, I guess I'll just wait because I mean, if you got one that smoothly, surely <laughs> this isn't going to go like as quick as those things. But yeah, mm-hmm. that thing looked pretty heat so i had to definitely had to snack that oh yeah no doubt no doubt uh centurion pal uh i don't know if uh you snagged anything or if anything like any of the new reveals caught your eye Uh, i don't know so i actually the one that caught my eye is the controller i would love that 20th uh anniversary controller i do got my eye out for it when it got time to try to purchase one when i finally found out that they were available and i had the time to get on the internet and grab one they were already bought up amazon best buy any place i looked it was coming soon or out of stock even on microsoft's website Mm -hmm. um and then uh, i had a good friend of mine that reached out to me that wanted me to get my hands on one of the headsets for him 
And luckily, over on the Microsoft side, they still had some of those headsets available. But like, there's does it, like I don't know if anybody mentioned it, but there's actually a little bit of an added bonus in this controller that not too yes. many people are talking about. When theme. you hook this thing up to your console, did somebody talk about it already? Are you talking about the dynamic theme? Yeah, that's what I thought was cool. Yeah, like, I that I think that's awesome. You hook the controller up to your console, and it will download an exclusive dynamic theme to your console for the 20th anniversary. And I saw a screen capture of it. And I mean, I, I want to get the controller just because I want that damn background. Mm-hmm. It does look pretty nice. It's it's a nice added bonus, right? So like, oh man, what? it's really nice though. Like, dude, we've got we've got the twentieth uh, anniversary of Xbox. We've got Halo Infinite uh, coming out on its anniversary. I mean, dude, it's gonna be an awesome holiday for the Xbox brand and everything that they have worked for. Yeah, Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, a uh, couple of different indie titles coming out, like The Gunk, I think, is still slated to come out early, actually early December, if I'm not mistaken. I have to keep an eye on that. Uh, but yeah, a few titles there. Um, yeah. Age of Empires coming out soon as well. That yeah, a is couple correct. weeks. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, again, that's uh, like PC, but I'll be honest with you guys. I would not be surprised. I've heard some rumblings that it could very well make its way to, to Xbox, to console. So Hey, if they find the right controls for it, who knows? I know a couple people that are interested, but uh, then again, they have uh, Ultimate, so I know for a fact they're going to download it over there on the PC too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and Xbox does have mouse and keyboard support. Even they just pour it over with, you know, mandatory. You know, they make the marketing very clear that you need mouse and keyboard support. But then again, I'm looking, you know, looking at the game. It's not the most demanding game. I think I feel like, like an average PC build, like that's not too old, can you know run this game pretty nicely with your Xbox account, no problem. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We'll see. I've figured out with most games like Age of Empires and more and most RTSs, it's more of the the lack of the available buttons on the controller to truly give you true functionality on the game. Um, but we are starting to see a lot more keyboard support on the Microsoft side, being able to hook up a keyboard to the console. So I, if they were to put it on console. I wouldn't be surprised if by some chance they did suggest you actually hooking a keyboard up to the console. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I could see that. Um, but, yeah, we, we will probably... It would probably be like a uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator situ- situation where we'll... If they do announce something related to the console, it'll be announced like... You know, in like nine months, something like that, right? And it would yeah, be like and a it year later. Only be, yeah, and it'll only be on the series consoles, not the One X or, you know, any of the Xbox Ones for that matter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I don't think so. Um, it would definitely just be for the, yeah, the series console. Well, again, like, it's getting to the point where they're going to start leaving the... Uh, the Xbox One's behind, right? I mean, you know, they guaranteed up to a certain point, but mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, th- right. to, to be fair, to be fair, they did, they were open about it. They were more open than uh, other publishers about that. Uh, so, you know, either way, um, yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll wait and see with regards to Age of Empires. Um, 
Okay, guys, I think we will move on to the last topic this evening. Again, like, here's hoping, uh, you know, we get some, some other news with regards to the anniversary events. But, so guys, Far Cry 6, it's finally released. It's uh, Ubisoft's new open-world shooter. I've been seeing a lot of clips and pictures shared from the game through friends. It just, you know, it seems to be doing very well. There's a, I don't know, like, generally I'm seeing, for the most part, a lot of uh, favorable comments. But uh, I'm curious what the panel here thinks of the game. Uh, I'm not 100% sure who on the panel has played it. However, I, I do know for a fact that Centurion, you've been playing through it. Uh, what can you tell us about it, man? Like, are you enjoying your time? Uh, spent with Far Cry 6? So, I am enjoying my time. I will say it. I have been a big Ubisoft fan. I said it on the Shop Podcast last night that I loved everything Ubisoft did last generation. I played as many Assassin's Creed's as I can get my hand on. I've played every Far Cry from Far Cry 2 to now Far Cry 6. And, hey, it's more Far Cry. What, what, like, do you really want them to take a franchise that... I've loved and to just chop it up into something unrecognizable. I love the fact that some of the first words I heard was it's more far cry. I, I felt like I was playing like, I felt like I was playing an old friend. I mean, I got in the game, the controls felt familiar, but updated. Um, it's let's just say there is some things that they have changed about the game. There is now, um, like gear sets that you will find through mm -hmm. the game rather than finding random crafting materials and, and money, um, you will all outside of the crafting materials, you now find these boxes that give you gear sets and these gear sets, um, change, um, certain aspects of the character. I mean, like you actually have to come into contact with, uh, the, the gas that they use to create the, to create one of the premises behind the game. And you actually have to put your gas mask on. Cause if you don't, you'll start poisoning your character. Um, and so they have these different gears that I've, it, See, I'm not too deep in the game, even though I've put in like an all day thing today. I finally was able to kind of complete this island that they have you on that I basically refer to as the tutorial island where you get a feel for the game again. You get the story established, who the characters are, um, and they get you familiar with uh, like having um, an ally or one of the pets. Um, you start off with Guapo, the alligator, uh, and it's funny when the guy introduces him to you. Um and you go through this whole experience on the island and I just got off that island and all of a sudden, right before I get on the show, like literally it was five minutes before I hopped in the pre-chat with you guys, all of a sudden the game's like, welcome to Far Cry 6, here's the actual world. And it was like watching Odyssey, like, you know, like in Assassin's Creed Odyssey when you start on a little itty bitty little island and you get on that boat and you just watch the world open up and you're like, oh my God, I just lost a whole bunch of my life. <laughs> that is what I felt like when I watched that map open up and it's showing all the different regions and the ranks because you do have to level your character up. You're not just going to go into one of these, like, I was a level one character and I went into a level four zone on the first island and as soon as I got into the area and you see the health bars on the the enemies they're just stacked and they have skulls on them and they two shotted me in like seconds and i was done so definitely you're not going to be blowing through this game especially on the the strategic setting because there is a story setting i chose to go strategic because i love far cry's game style 
It looks beautiful. Um, it actually had one of the first for me. I don't know if any other games do this, but I'm used to when you're sneaking through bushes, weeds, or trees, your character basically clips through them most of the time. Am I right? This game, as you're going through the bushes, you're a they're actually going down flat in front of you, and you're actually having to move around them to see around them rather than taking advantage of the clipping like I would back in the game where you'd barely poke your camera out through the bush, and the game sees you in the bush so you're not recognizable, and you could see everything. Now I'm having to pr practically come out of the bushes to mark some some of the enemies and establish where they're at before you go in and silently kill everybody. And for me, it was like, well, this is different. I no longer can use an advantage that I've used in every single Far Cry game because they have now got it to where graphics are at a point where you have actual interactiveness with the environment when it comes to the bushes you're hiding in. Um, there is some things like uh, they definitely tone down on a lot of the gore when it comes to gutting animals. Now, when you actually hunt the animals, you automatically collect their pelts without having to go through the, you know, the context thing where you have to hold down the X button and you actually gut the animal and take the pelt. Um, but I've been happy with the experience so far. It's like I said, it's more Far Cry. The, the writing is Far Cry. The gameplay is Far Cry. It just the whole environment feels like a much updated Far Cry. I'm just looking forward to getting into these urban settings because I've always wanted to play a Far Cry in an urban setting with alleys and buildings. And I'm just used to Far Cry being in these wide open spaces. And when you get into some of these in, in some of the small villages in these in these small countries that Far Cry has been based in. Um, there's really not too much of like a cityscape to explore or, or play the game in. And with this, I mean, the first thing they put you in in the beginning of the game is you're in a little small Cuban village that feels like a, a little bit of a city. And you're having to run over rooftops and jump from one rooftop to the other and climb down ladders and go through sewers and get back up on street level and hide in buildings while soldiers are chasing you. Um, and I've just had a really great experience so far. All right. So what you're saying is it's not a far cry from the other games. Boom, no. Boom. If you if you love, oh uh, my I God. love. I'm like I'm gonna be up front. I have yet to climb a tower and and get to the top <laughs> and synchronize and have the world spin in a circle. I haven't had that happen yet. So I think they finally let that go. Um, I remember back in Far Cry 5, the first tower you climbed, yes. um, th there was a joke behind it. It's like, yeah, we're not going to make you go through the whole experience of climbing towers and surveying the landscape. This is the only time it's going to happen. <laughs> but um, so I, that never bothered me. I always enjoyed the the game loop that Far Cry had created. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, you know this since you're in, uh, what, like two months ago, I picked up the Far Cry five like the the ultimate like the the complete you know with all the dlc and everything i still that i put it on the back burner i still want to finish a couple of other games before i get to it so again what you're saying is if i like if i like far cry five if i like you know far cry four three i should love this one. Oh, in my opinion i feel more if you did you play three uh yes i absolutely love uh love three this gives me more far cry three vibes than it does five okay I think it's just because of the setting of where it's at with the palm trees and the islands. Far Cry 5 was more of a, you know, like rural America kind of style. 
Um, but if you ever want to play Far Cry 5 together, I know there's co-op in that. I would love mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually uh, helping one of my friends now through Far Cry 5 um, just because I, I enjoy the game loop so much that I I'm showing them all the crazy places you can go to get all the gear and the fun ways of taking dudes out. I mean, it's absolute fun just hiding in a bush and having a hopped up sniper rifle and just tagging off enemies out from a very large range away while everybody's losing their mind trying to figure out where you're at. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see the uh, the fun in that. Uh, I'm curious, uh, Foxfire, um, have you been uh, dabbling in Far Cry 6 or are you interested in it at all? Um, I'm interested to the point where I have a couple friends I watch that stream it. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. And I see them having fun. And yeah, from what I see, it looks like more of the same. And uh, the only one I think I've ever tried was 3. And I kind of just started it. I went around a little bit and I think played, uh, I don't know, like a couple hours. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. It's not for me. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. glad that uh, the game's like doing well and i hear a lot of people talking about it so that's really nice also the actor that plays the protagonist um i forget his name but hey he's really awesome i i like his work in general so he he exudes bad guy ish so that's really nice he's promoting oh. the shit out of that game too oh yeah no he's doing a beautiful job in that game oh Gian i mean Giancarlo esposito right yes. yes there it is Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a scene in that game where he's trying to get his kid to shoot somebody and his kid refuses to. And he's like, all right, you could have made it easy for this guy and he could have died by a bullet to the head. Now you're going to watch him get beat to death. And it's just like, oh, my God, dude, you're ruthless. <laughs> yeah, he plays it. Uh, great. Just just pure bad guy all the way through. I can't believe he's the uh, guy that gets his shoes stepped on and do the right thing in that Spike Lee movie. You should check that out. It, it looks weird because he he looks like the same, but he's like so much younger. Um, huh. But yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, he'll always be Gus Fring to me from, uh, from Breaking, uh, Breaking Bad. Bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's where I know him from, obviously. But yeah, he's been in quite a few different things, especially recently. Um, let's see. MLD, pal. I, again, I don't know if you've been, uh, I know that there's been a lot to play recently. Uh, is Far Cry 6 on your radar at all? It definitely is. Uh, I think I'm just going to sit on it for a little bit. Maybe if, uh, um, yeah, for it to go on sale or something. Uh, cause, uh, you know, right now I'm just playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm just like really into that right now. So, uh, just trying to get rid of that, uh, off my backlog before I consider Far Cry 6. But, uh, I, I think Far Cry 3 is my favorite, and it's good to hear from the, the chat here that it's it's closer to that than 4 and 5. That's good to know. Like, um, and I, I always like a villain to, like, like to really just be, like, really crazy, almost as crazy as Voss is. And I know uh, the uh, Esposito, he, he's not the same as Voss in terms of actual craziness, but just the way he conducts himself, like, I'm just really intrigued with the story and, and how you take him down. So... I mean, hey, it's a next gen Far Cry. If it's more of the same, hey, that's that's good news to me. That's exactly what I. That's exactly what you know fans actually want. Uh, now, you guys did. It, it was mentioned here that there are level caps now, so you can't just go wherever you want. The game kind of like dictates where you have to go. It, it, is that a problem? Do you find guys? 
Um, I can actually say that there was being a level one. I did go into a level four area and did get my butt kicked, but I also did have fun taking out an objective in that level four area. And then later on in the game, when the guy's like, hey, you need to go over here and do this. He's like, oh, have you been paying attention? I already did that. So I was able to do something in a high level area that te- that basically influenced the story. So it's not truly restricted. It's just it creates one heck of an obstacle if you want to try to do it early. Huh. It's funny. I, I, the, the same thing happened to me in, in Valhalla. Like I sacked this monastery uh, that was higher than my level. And then it comes up in the story. And uh, and my my character says, "Oh, I already been there, uh, like uh, that kind of thing." Oh, it's interesting how there's a little bit of a crossover there. But oh, but, yeah. but huh? But but you, you don't. But again, but you're you're okay though with the game kind of generally telling you where which areas to do one after the other. You you were okay with that? It it wasn't like so. There's more like the regions have a level cap, and there's a lot to do in each region, and that's the thing. Like. I because I'm playing it on strategic. Um, I never was able to get my character past level three to go into the level four area at a level four. So at that point, I was just like, I'm just gonna go in at a level under because I think that's what the game wants me to do. Because I actually ran out of things to do, so I went in there and yeah, it definitely created. Um, you definitely because they didn't want the game to be easy. It even said that you either play it on strategic or story. If you play it on strategic you're always going to have that that feeling of anxiety of, you know, do I have enough ammunition? Am I going to be able to fight off all these guys? And it's not like back in the day with Far Cry, with Far Cry 3, when somebody would set off an alarm and one or two trucks would just show up with about, you know, a, a handful of guys in each truck and you'd be able to take them out no problem. It just feels like if someone triggers an alarm they just keep sending troop after troop after troop. And after that point, it's like, it's a lost cause. You might as well get the heck out of there and wait for things to cool down before you try to do it again. Huh. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Well, if you, if you, if it, if you say it works out that way, then Hey, great. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Eric Shockley, buddy, uh, is this game on your radar at all? Uh, do you have any overall impressions of it? Uh, got any thoughts? Shockley Bow? And Shockley, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I, I have to oh, say. Oh, sorry. I think my headset cut out. Uh, mm-hmm. You say it again? I had to reconnect. Oh, no, I'm just curious if, if you were interested in Far Cry 6 at all, or um, uh, is this your type it, of game? It definitely piqued my interest a little bit more than the others, even though I do own almost all the. I think I own three, four, and five, and I've never played them <laughs> just because I bought them when they are like 10 bucks on digital storefront. Because <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I want to... They look interesting, and I want to get to them. But uh, but this one, I would say, piqued my interest in, in the whole series um, just because you have... I think, that, I think that's a good um, idea for them to actually get kind of like someone that's known for like villain um, playing that role. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, some of the past uh, villains, like in three, people really liked. Um, but I think that's a good start. And I guess in this one, it's not your protagonist isn't a complete like 
I don't know if they're maybe not silent or they have a little bit more to them than like the past where you're just kind of like from what it seemed kind of like just like a shell like you're not <laughs> it's just the first person just your eyes you're not like this character um well there's more so of think, a backstory I, to them uh yeah i mean the far cry games have gone about it different ways i mean in three you definitely had i mean there was like a character development there was a specific character um this one yeah i mean you can choose the character that you want and they both have uh uh like you see them in cutscenes, and they're uh they have spoken dialogue i mean centurion can go into it a little more if, if i'm mistaken gotcha. about anything but yeah i mean they do have like more like personal characteristics to them from what i gather yes yeah i mean it's definitely piqued my interest more than the rest of the series but um I'm not like in a rush to play it, so probably do the same thing. Wait for it to get a pretty good price drop. As a joke, you only got to wait like what 30, 45 days. Yeah, it needs to get to that like <laughs> 10, 15, like $15 mark, you know, right around there. Oh, <laughs> never mind then. I mean, F- Far Cry 5, it didn't take it long. So when I snagged that, so like 15 or 17 bucks. So, but. Yeah, there's just so much already coming out. I, you know, me picking up Metroid Dread, I'm just going to be in that for yeah. a good minute. So, I um, had to pre-order. I wanted my Macarena gun. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Sorry. man, you're sending all the millennials flashbacks. Dude, I remember having to be in elementary school and having to dance to that song just because it was the freaking best things of oh, sliced yeah. bread during that the oh, 90s no. they'd play oh, that always gosh. in like like element like when i was in elementary school exactly like, elementary gym. school going out to the going out to Just the playground play or the gym and i'd have you all dance into the macarena after school you're in the gym playing dodge they just play it like non-stop and we dance to it like idiots nightmares Hey, Macarena. There's, there's some people like probably everybody. right now having nightmares. Like, when you went to a stadium and they play that, everybody was doing it. Oh, like, no. it was nuts. Good thing a lot of the video, people didn't have cameras of videoing you doing the Macarena. Thank God. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the way TikTok is nowadays, that, that would oh, be Oh, my every, God. That would be oh every TikTok. It would just be Macarena. Like, imagine if we had that. Right, like, can you imagine if smartphones were uh, around when uh, that that came out? Oh, that would be brutal. There'd be like, I would hate to see all those like old videos or TikToks or whatever uh, would be of uh, us doing the Macarena. Oh, could you imagine some of the uh, music entertainers from the '80s and the early '90s even having tic- access to TikTok channels during that era? You probably would have saw crazier stuff than they did. They would have done crazier stuff than they already did back then if they had access to the internet. I yeah yeah man. Well, it was more of a wild west back then too, so I would not be surprised. <laughs> I mean, uh, we can't even get Ozzy off television right now. <laughs> I guess so, right? Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, Far Cry 6 sounds like a pretty cool game from what I gather. Centurion's having fun with it, and that on the panel is just kind of general consensus. Yeah, it seems, uh, pretty cool. So, um, yeah, just keep an eye on it, and, um, yeah, 
Looks like a fun game. Looks like a pretty cool game that Ubisoft developed there. Seems like it's going to be a hit. Um, okay, everyone, I think with that said, we'll start to end off uh, things for the show tonight. And really great stuff from the panel tonight. I thought we had some really good discussions on Battlefield uh, 2042's open beta, Xbox's 20th anniversary re reveals, uh, PlayStation head Jim Ryan's latest comments about the, pl uh, the platform overall, and of course, Far Cry 6. I have to give a huge shout out to all the wonderful folks that tuned in tonight. Every single one of you, thank you. It's always appreciated each time you tune in, each time you stop by to listen. And of course, if you happen to enjoy the show, then consider leaving a like, sharing this out across social media, and subbing to the channel. Every little bit helps grow the channel, and yeah, we appreciate it, everyone. Uh, now on to the outros, and starting with our guest, uh, Foxfire, Lady Foxfire. It was a wonderful uh time having you on to chat with the panel i really appreciate your viewpoints on things uh you really like you really have an interesting take where can everyone follow you at my friend well it was nice hanging out with you guys and everybody in the chat and anybody that listens later i really appreciate it uh you guys can find me on twitter uh youtube because i have my own content uh ladyfoxfire.com it has all the links and all that so if you guys want to check it out, uh, leave me a comment on a video or, or on Twitter. Let me know you guys were listening over here. I really appreciate it. But yeah, it was nice talking about ba Battlefield. Definitely uh, a little bit of Halo thrown in there for a little sprinkle. Because uh, we know we're looking forward to that game. And also it was nice chatting with you, Invader, before uh, we went live. It was nice catching up. It's been a while. And I've known you for so long. What, 2000? 16 2015 it, it, it was been a while we've been chatting it up yeah we yeah yeah we were uh we were both coming uh, around the uh you know the content creation scene around the same time and uh yeah we became uh, pretty good friends yeah and it's just great to uh again see you back on the content creation scene and uh, making the rounds on podcasts uh you know you're a great voice around here foxfire and uh thank you need to uh see you around more for sure Definitely. And, and the guys on the panel here, you guys have great opinions. So uh, it was nice listening to everything. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. All right. And speaking of the panel members, uh, onto the TXR regulars, uh, Centurion Pal, I'll uh, start it off with you. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Well, um, thank you, gentlemen, for another amazing Sunday night show. Thank you to Lady Foxfire for attending. It's always great to have great community members guesting with us. Uh, for those interested in finding me, please find me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter. You can also find me every Saturday night on the Shop Podcast with the amazing PTK Blam. He is like my brother from another mother. And also right here every Sunday night on the TXR Podcast with my other extended family. Well said, of course. Uh, moving on down the list, General MLD, buddy. Hey, love what you said tonight, buddy. Some really great viewpoints. Where can everybody follow you at? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Twitter is at MLD Ghost. YouTube is General MLD. I just want to say uh, my um, uh, for myself, thank you to Lee Foxfire for coming on. Uh, some really good, uh, really good uh, takes. I enjoyed hearing that. And uh, yeah, I uh, hope to hear, uh, hear from you soon. Mm-hmm. And let's Thank see you. here, uh, Eric Shockley, pal. Uh, again, uh, some very well delivered takes on uh, your behalf. Where can everybody uh, find you at, pal? 
Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, good show tonight. And uh, oh man, that I didn't even want to see that Kotaku. Kotaku. <laughs> Kotaku. Uh, Someone has a taco. Who got tacos? <laughs> but it's it's just funny watching people freak out. Like, oh my god, they said they told people that there's a Switch emulator on PC. They're promoting it, and I'm like. It's, but but everyone already knew there was a Switch emulator on PC. Like, it's... Okay. <laughs> Emulators exist. It's The world's not going to end. Okay. I suppose. It's not like people... It's not like Metroid sells that many copies to begin with, but they keep making them. So, you know. I suppose it's Kotaku's just been kind of circling the drain as far as uh, gaming outlet news <laughs> is concerned the past few years. And uh, especially recent years, it's... Yeah, it's just not looking too good. So uh, I can understand why people kind of pile on them. Um, but yeah, guys, um, Tim Dog had to uh, dash out a little bit early. That's why uh, you haven't heard from him uh, in the past half hour. He had to uh, leave unexpectedly. But uh, again, you can find Tim on RDX Podcast and at xCloud Tim Dog on Twitter. And to round this out... Uh, Naturally, this is Invader, and you can find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming. Excellent show tonight, everyone, and we already are looking forward to the next uh, show next Sunday. Later, guys. Have a good one.